You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Hey, guys, I I uh, worked at Chi-Chi's a long time ago, and there was a guy that was crazy that worked there. Really nice guy, washed dishes. You, you have to warn us an anecdote is coming. You can't just launch into an anecdote. I thought there was a, a bumper that played before that. You have to anyway, announce you have an anecdote. Yes. Anecdote, anecdote, anecdote. Um, this guy, he was on the news the other night. He stabbed somebody with a pitchfork. I saw that. I did too. I know that guy really well. Wow. Yeah, I used to antagonize him, and it may have <laughs> pushed him to to madness. Uh, wow. He was, he was crazy. I remember he... Uh, I freaked me out after having worked with him for about 10 years and his mom drove him to work every day. Uh, one day he was driving a car and I saw him. It was like seeing a dog drive a car. I, I was so freaked out. I was like, oh my God, this is what is happening. I was like, Dave, do you think it's a great idea? He's like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, but I feel sorry for him because he's got something a little wrong. He was in a wreck when he was younger and he's still like got his wits about him, but he's, you know, he's a little off, obviously, you know, and he, uh, super nice though. And he just liked the garden and everything, but I'm sure there was some sort of family dispute. I personally think that he was just trying to social distance and he likes it. He was trying to keep people like a pitchfork length away from him and he may get a little stabby. <laughs> Hey, we're all learning the rules of this new season. I know. Yeah. Got to cut people some slack. That's right. Um, anyway, I hey. also thought of Oh, speaking... wait, 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 wait. Before we move on, but after we're done, can you send me the the Chi-Chi's recipe for the steak El Paso and what kind of barbecue sauce they use? Steak El Paso, I, well, it was their own barbecue sauce. It was, yeah. It was good barbecue sauce. Oh my god. Yeah, steak taste Steak it. El Paso slather with the barbecue sauce came with two pepper jack enchiladas with yes. Tex-Mex sauce. Yes. I know. Oh I my God. Pepper jack cheese on top and, and inside. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So you guys have seen all of those quarantine houses memes going around. Which house would you want to live in? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We're doing the Kapow quarantine house. It's going to be three houses you can live in. You're, it's your three dads here. It's which house? You have Cliff House, Jordan House, or South House. And we're going to pick right now. I've got a handful of guests from the podcast. So we're going to reach in and pull one out. So this one's for Cliff. This person's going in Cliff's house. And I'm going to kind of keep doing this across the board. This is Jordan. This is me. And I'm going to split them out here. And I'm going to read off who's in each house. I'm kind of sick of my own house at the moment. So well, if I had the chance to visit are, anyone's house, I'd be down for it. Some people are coming over. 
We're going to send out the call. All Man, right. have, we, so, have we had that many guests on? That, that was quite a, you had a whole I, handful. Yeah, I had, to cut, I had to cut some people. Man. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's open them up here. Wow. All right. Jeez. Okay, holy mackerel. We're going to have some messed up houses, Jordan. Because in Cliff's house, he has Coach Mayer. And Valerie. Oh you, man. You, we're you having Coach a, Mayor and Valerie. Good luck. We're having a di- Yeah, we're having a dinosaur uh, strawberry shortcake party. <laughs> and, and and you got Russ. Russ Jeez. Cassidy. And I'm gonna throw a wrench in. Justin also. You got Justin. So that's a pretty good house because I know some of the names in these other ones. <laughs> we got a mess coming Yeah, up I, I don't even know who's left. Okay, well, you're about Whole to find out. family has decided to go to your house instead of mine. <laughs> That's exactly exactly right. Okay, let's see. Um, wow, I'm just kind of scared who's in my house. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Jordan, in your house. Well, wait a second. I'm gonna look at mine. It might be funny to read mine first. Yeah, this is not good already. I have a house. No, well, no, there's something. Yeah, there okay, these are, well, these are friends of ours, right? These, these are people we like. <laughs> I don't care. Who don't used care. to like us? I don't care. Whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just go. In my house, I have Michael and Ronald P. Trump. <laughs> well, there's that. No way around that. Yeah. Uh, they're separate entities, though. <laughs> also, Bucky. Okay. And and uh, the bottlenecker himself, uh, <laughs> Remington. Well, they Remington adopted Bucky legally, so yeah. right. They get their own room. Again, they, these are all package deals. It's all makes. And Michael sense. has to stay with uh, Ronald P. Now, okay, Jordan, at your house, you have. Jesse, you got, you got Jesse. That's a good one. Mario. <laughs> oh no! Never, never forget Mario, our guest. <laughs> he gives up. I heard he has gives up mustache <laughs> mustache rides. So uh, you have um, Corbin, the mystical intern. Okay. And and Pumpy Toes. <laughs> It's a perfect party. We gotta go there. <laughs> all right, so all you listeners out there, decide which house you want to you want to live in quarantine with. <laughs> See, that was fun. Yeah, let us know. There was a, we, there was a couple more choices, but that worked out evenly. So yeah, yeah. I'll, that, that's that's fun. I like all it. right, what are we talking about? Here we got some news. I've been watching quite a bit of movies. Okay. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on.
You got me in a box here. Uh, obviously, everything's changed. You know, they're changing dates on everything. They said Mission Impossible 7 and 8 had been delayed. Which they were, that was one of the first franchises that shut down in February. They were one of the first films to stop filming. So they've yep. been delayed six months uh, from seven, came out July 21. This movie was November 21. And then eight from August 20 and the, the 20, 2022 to November of 2022. So these were big summer blockbusters, are now fall movies. I don't I know. I hope how those that, dates hold at least. Yeah, if, if. Uh, Venom 2 got delayed from October of 2020 to June of 2021. And we got a, a title for it. Yes. Venom colon Let There Be Carnage. I love that title. <laughs> <laughs> you are the biggest Venom movie fan here. Oh, yeah, that was it was so dumb and good. It was it was a good so bad it's good movie. <laughs> Let there be carnage. It, yeah. it works. I don't exactly know exactly what I wanted. If there wouldn't have been a colon in there, I'd have been mad. And I forgot it was. It's being directed by Andy Circus. Did we know that? I, I yeah, forgot. I, I think we mentioned that once. But uh, another director confirmed: Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. uh, that apparently in February it got out that that was happening, but. No one he, he he would not confirm it, but just this week he he said something about yeah well I'm working on this movie. It's like wait you've never said that before, so it, it became news all over again that he's definitely the director. Right. That's set for May seventh, twenty twenty one. So if there is a free comic book day next year, it'll be that'll be the big free comic day movie, Doctor Strange. And then there was a thing going around about the the. The, the plot hole of Back to the Future has been addressed. Did you see any of that stuff? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Yeah, it made a couple headlines, but... Um, oh, yeah, about the remembering him. Why don't they remember that kid? That's stupid. I never even thought twice about that. So, yeah, James Gunn and Chris Pratt were tweeting about quote-unquote perfect movies and that Back to the Future should fit that. But they said, well, the, but there's one gaping plot hole is how do... George and Lorraine not remember they met their kid in high school. So they, that wrote Bob Gale, the screenwriter, into it. He had to explain, like, like his quote was, they only knew him for eight days when they were 17. It's like, do you remember perfectly what everyone in your high school looked like, and how would you remember? And he said he, he personally thought it would be uh, more bizarre that they knew someone named Calvin Klein when he reached fame. But right. that just reminded me, I always had the biggest plot hole George would definitely, definitely remember the name Darth Vader. Yeah. So when Star Wars came out, what does what happens to George's head in that theater? When he, you know, the most important moment of his life, when he is visited by an extraterrestrial from the planet Vulcan, and told to to follow his dreams. Does it like crush him? Does he think was wait? Is this a, is this a lie or? What? He, so there, yeah, there's no way he doesn't remember Darth Vader. So I need Bob Gale to address that before I am <laughs> Well, submit your thing. First, make yourself a huge star or director so people will uh, listen to you. Right, I forgot. We got to do that. And ask. You guys watching anything? Movies? Movies. Or anything. 
movies. Uh, sure. Some odd things. They put uh, The Mask of Zorro on Netflix. I'd never seen it. Oh. And people, I heard some murmuring, oh, this is such a great movie. I was like, really? I skipped it because it didn't look like... The original, like, old school one? or Antonio, Bandera? Antonio Bandanas. Antonio Banderas. Okay. Tony B- Bandanas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, which this was basically her first thing. It's mm. like what discovered her when I looked at the IMDb on it. Uh, and Anthony Hopkins. I'd just never seen it. And um, it's totally fine. I... Like people kind of went crazy here when they were, it went on Netflix. They were like, Oh, this is so great. I forgot. how it's fun, but it's silly. Um, portrait of a lady on fire. If you hadn't heard of that, it's on Hulu. It's, um, it's a dramatic movie. It's very good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but it's pretty good. And I don't know if there's anything we watched, you know, Apollo 13 the other day, Nick had never seen it. It was, it's man, it's a, that movie's pretty square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember this being really, you know, it's a it highly lauded movie and one of, you know, so, such a great movie about that mission. And then I watched it and I was like, man, I, it feels dated as far as, it just has no edge whatsoever. It's so straightforward. You know? Yeah, I watched uh, First Man about the Neil Armstrong movie. It was yeah. better than I thought it would be. I, I didn't expect much out of it, but and it's a it's a real dark, sad movie. Uh, a couple of new movies out on HBO just uh, debuted, including It Chapter Two. Yeah. You know, we were we covered it pretty well when the original one came out. I, I didn't hear, I don't remember any reactions to the sequel. I remember saying, I think I said on the podcast that the Stephen King cameo was good. And he made a comment about it. He, you know, it was very meta, him giving um, James McElroy was kind of playing his character, you know, saying he didn't like the way his books ended or whatever. Yeah, like people kept dogging him for not being able to end the story. Yeah. Uh, the movie was two hours and 50 minutes. There are very few movies that need to be two hours and 50 minutes, and this was not one of them. No. Did you, watch, yeah. did you, did you ever watch this one, Cliff? No, I, I saw part one, but I haven't watched part two. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, it didn't hold my... I mean, one was, you know, how many people dressed as Pennywise at Halloween and, like... Mm-hmm huge event when one came out but two just seemed to kind of come and go i don't think it got quite the the critical love that that one did and hbo has the good boys i'm having a party tomorrow you in yeah can thor and lucas come they're so random they're my best friends we do everything together there's so many girls at the party you know what that means drama no kissing not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires? No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. This is what happens when you don't respect women. I respect women. My mom's my best friend. What about me? 
My dad's gonna kill me. Chill. This is how we get the drone back. Picture this. I'm a bag. You took my bag? Don't get any closer. Oh my god, there's Molly in there. Okay. Who's Molly? Because she's not with us. Sweet Jesus. Just give us our Molly! We're not crossing a highway! Are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? With a beer, so everyone knows that I'm cool. What do you have in your pants? It's been like this ever since I was a baby. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Sixth grade kids uh, having an adventure trying to get to a party, sort of the, you know, the uh, very young version of Superbad or one of those type shows. Uh, Jacob Tremblay is the the only kid I'd recognize, the kid from Room and Wonder. Adorable little kids doing dirty things, but not not always quite knowing what they're saying or doing. Mm. So they're 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 very naive about the world around them. So that I don't know. It was it was it was decent. It wasn't the best comedy I've seen this year. Uh, we watched um, on Disney Plus. They added uh, Disney Nature's Elephant. Um, so we. We like these movies. Um, this one was narrated by Meghan Markle, um, the Duchess of, uh, is it Sussex? Something like that. So anyways, uh, sure. Prince Harry's wife. Um, but it was good. It was, it entertained us. We like those Disney nature movies. So we, we were kind of excited when it popped up. Oh, Hey, something different to watch, um, during the quarantine. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Well, I have a documentary you should not watch. Okay. Uh, Planet of the Humans. Oh. I saw Michael Moore on a talk show promoting this, and he he was just the executive producer. He didn't really have a whole lot to do with it. It was a guy named Jeff Gibbs who had worked on several Michael Moore's movies, but this, this Gibbs guy wrote and directed this whole thing. And it was in a few film festivals last year, but they just released it for the first time wide it's it's on youtube right now for free the whole movie i think it's about an hour and 40 minutes so it was released on earth day so this is a documentary about our planet at the moment and our planet is not in good shape (laughs) and this was a super depressing movie um its own website describes it as an eco documentary taking a harsh look and how the environmental movement has lost the battle through well-meaning but disastrous choices. So I, I, I you know, Michael Moore is a very divisive figure, but I, I usually enjoy his documentaries. There's humor in them. Uh, he usually ends on an upbeat note of how, you know, if we all come together, we can fix these problems. And it's just, just up to us to save the day. This is not that movie. This movie is not upbeat. It has no solutions. I, I I will, you can't really spoil a documentary. The last shot of the movie, though, I will tell you this, is a dying orangutan laying on the ground, like gasping for breath. So if you can't handle that, this movie is not for you. But it's, I wasn't quite sure what I was in for, but it was basically attacking environmentalists and saying they are, it's either too complacent or the things they're doing aren't right. Like, you know, wind and solar is going to save everything. Well, you know, to build a solar panel, 
we have to use all this equipment and all these fossil fuels to install them and build them and, and you know, the manufacturing of them. And then if you want them to store the juice, you got to build batteries that, you know, mm -hmm. it's the rare earth metals that, you know, kids in Africa have to mine out of these mines with their bare hands. So there's like, it's these terrible tolls, even the best green technology takes on us. And then it diverts into the like corporate side of things and how all the people making money off this, where if you can just say something's green, you know, I, I they had a whole bunch of like, uh, press releases of you know the, the new apple factory is 100 percent green energy the new tesla motors you know assembly line is 100 percent renewable and it's like no, none of them are they all have to feed into the grid because we just don't have the technology yet so they're all they're not truthful but then they get all these tax breaks and there's all these kickbacks and the people lobbying for this stuff are, are uh maybe don't have the best interests at heart so it's all the the same people pulling strings behind the scenes who are making money off fossil fuels can say, yeah, well, well we're green now. We're going to make money off this. So it's just, it's really depressing, but there has been some backlash. Um, it had over a million views in the first 24 hours. So it's, it's, it's become a, a topic at the moment, but uh, there, there's critics have been calling it like uh, eco-fascism. And that but his only solution is population control. So like eugenic, he, he's, he's calling for a eugenics experiment. We need less humans is the only way to fix it. So like, I don't know. It's the, the documentary is very harsh, but I can see there is some criticism that maybe not every detail is exactly right. And there has to be some hope out there. So I don't know. I, I I'm not, I'm not going to take it as gospel, but there's definitely been some, some uh, controversy around it. And people saying, you know, it needs to be either re-edited or some things changed about it because it's not might not be a hundred percent factual. But as just a piece of work uh, to 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 stir up emotion, <laughs> it was very successful at that. As just a a very powerful view of where we're standing right now. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. It was a blast. <laughs> you got <laughs> any? You got anything else for movies? No? That's all right. You got any TV? Streaming? There's always TV. TV? Did, did, did you guys, either of you watch Middle Ditch and I Schwartz? I promise you mm -hmm. that I can protect you. <laughs> from what's behind that door? Terrible things. Things that will scar you forever. I'm sort of turning Werner Herzog now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Thomas Middleditch. That's Ben Schwartz. We're Middleditch and Schwartz. Yeah. Everything will be made up on the spot. Every character, every sentence, everything in the universe. We don't know what will happen. We're going to ask the audience a question, a prompt, if you will, and that will be the inspiration for our show. Oh, no, I hit your microphone a little bit. Oh, no, I hit your microphone a lot a bit. Are you best man? Uh, I don't know that we know. You're my best man, and you do me a favor. Yeah, you're best man? Yes. It's my first semester of law school. Oh, legally binding. <laughs> I'm going to get an email when the job interview is. You're a gazelle. You're a gazelle, and you want this job, don't you, gazelle? Are you hungry, you little gazelle? Show me what you eat. I don't want, I don't want Show do me this. what you eat. It is so good. I just, I don't remember the last thing I just sat and laughed out loud the whole time. 
watching. It's it, Do you have any idea what it is? It's a Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley and Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec. And they do a long form improv that, you know, they both worked in improv for years and they were working together doing this long form, like, you know, it just improv of a, of like almost an hour. There's three episodes on Netflix that they recorded and put out. They're all good where they just have a audience and ask a question and get some information from a person, you know, talking about something going on in their life. You get several facts about it enough to come up with something. And then they just, you know, improvise it on the spot for like the next 45 minutes, act out the story the only props they have are two chairs and they use them for so many different things and they switch, they play like a million different characters. It's, I mean, it's all made up on the spot. They change who they're, they'll each play characters. The other person has played during it. They just keep going off of each other and they're just fantastic. Hmm. It's, it's so good. I, I mean, I'm sure it isn't for everybody, but I'm so impressed by it. And I, I'm like, I'm anyone that's skeptical about, you know, the made up on the spot. I don't, I mean, I'm all in, but I've, it's totally believable to me. I, cause you could, could see how you could improvise all of this. It's just, they're really good at it. You know, and it, it gets silly and it just, so when they realize things that they're going to tie together, even accidentally as they are telling the story, it's just so fun. So I, highly recommend you check it out i think it i think it gets better throughout but you kind of have to build you just like yeah it's it's but you know you're really three hours but try an hour anyway if you have any interest i finished um i mentioned it earlier i finished uh just the other day that food that uh made america docuseries on on the history channel and it was so good On the next episode of The Food That Built America, a small-time candy maker named Milton Hershey hits on a big idea. I don't want to hear about how they do it in Europe. I'm using fresh milk. That'll build an American empire. It's chaos out here. And a father and son duo named Frank and Forrest Mars forge a dynasty that'll rival Hershey's and tear their family apart. An outdoorsman named Clarence Birdseye joins forces with serial empire scion Marjorie Post. I'm not interested in owning three quarters of anything. To introduce the nation to frozen food. How much for the rest? Ruthless tactics lead to an all-out serial war. I'm gonna bury you. A gun-slinging Kentucky businessman rises from a gas station kitchen. I made you a promise. You remember what I said? To become an American icon. And the McDonald brothers turn the restaurant kitchen into an assembly line. Those are done. Those are done. Flip them. Let's go. I, I love these things. Um, and, you know, the, the, the names we know, like I mentioned, names we know, but we don't know the backstory. And uh, they they got into uh, Colonel Sanders and um, uh, Bird's Eye and uh, Bird's Eye Frozen Food and, and more. No, not yet. Maybe, maybe season two. I'm hoping, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but so many of these, you know, catalogs and stuff we t- I talked about before, but 
man, that episode three was just maybe, maybe the strongest episode of them all. I really highly enjoyed it. Um, just what happened with these family companies and labor disputes and wars between the two companies and, you know, Mars and, uh, Hershey chocolate, uh, all that stuff. So yeah, it was really, really, really good. So I can't decide which of you guys is fun ass documentaries to watch first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, the best things I've watched. Okay. Saul better call Saul season five ended was amazing. It's the eternal question. I know you haven't watched this clip. You didn't watch Breaking Bad either, did you? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's a lot of people, like I've said before, that claim they better call Saul's better than Breaking Bad. I think that's a lot of hooey because the first couple seasons of Better Call Saul were just fine. They were fine. But they're at another level now. They're, They're up there killing it. And the tension of... What will happen to Kim Wexler is the question of all media. It's why I'm not sleeping right now. It's keeping me up every night. Yes. And the, the, the turn of events of what is happening in this last episode, the turn of the way her character is going is not, was not on my radar. It, it was not on my radar. I, I just kept expecting her to, have had enough of his shit. You know what that's, I mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try and stay vague, but yeah, um, because that's the you know this is a prequel. We all know where Saul Goodman ends up. Well, they introduce a love interest, so the question is automatically, what happened to her? So everyone's, oh, did they kill her? Does she leave him? Da, 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 da. And then as this season has built, what happened wasn't out of left field. It wasn't out of character. But it was also just like, I never thought of that. <laughs> it was a question we've been asking for five seasons, but did, did never thought of this as one of the answers. Right. And until the episode before last, I thought this was the last season. I, I missed the announcement or something in January where I forgot that there was going to be a, a sixth season. So I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? And so I'm thrilled. And they announced yesterday that they're going to have 13 episodes, supposedly. And if they can, you know, everything works out, it's supposed to come out next year. But more than likely, it'll be the year after that. But whatever. I am. This is the show I am the most invested in. Just it's amazing. So good. I would have liked knowing we have such a long way. I would have liked a little more closure on at least one of the side stories. Yeah, but we didn't get it. Everything's kind of left hanging, so we we have a ways to wait. And I, I, yeah, it's 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 the best thing on TV at the moment. Meanwhile, Westworld was announced. I thought this was going to be the last season, and I was totally okay with that. And now, not only is it renewed for a fourth season, there's rumors of a fifth and a sixth season. And I don't know if there's ever been a show more high on their own supply than Westworld. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't, I don't know if it's my mood and world outlook right now, but like the, the, the most recent episode, I almost fell asleep during it. I'm not invested in this anymore. I don't think I, I've watched the last two episodes. The twist that you guys, yeah, I don't know if you're caught up to the twist or whatever, but, who the balls were, 
you know, and everybody's had. Yeah, them. I'm not. Got, no. We finally know the brain balls are called pearls. Yeah. Well, what, what, I know you. Last time we talked about Jordan knew what at that time I think, yeah, but I I hadn't watched that yet. I liked that twist. Yeah. I thought that was that was good. So I'm still in there, and I'm not. I haven't totally given up. But what? Where could they possibly go from here? You know, there's they're they've they've changed it each season. They followed this thread. It's like where can you even go from here? What they're gonna? It's gonna be ridiculous. Whatever it is. There's a show Devs. I know I mentioned before on Hulu that kind of takes the same concept and does it. It's the Alex Garland, and it's just uh, takes it in a much more subdued, chill way, and does isn't all this crazy blockbuster stuff that Westworld wants to do. I don't Westworld. Know. It also it was very heady and thoughtful, but there was also a story going on with action mm. and heroes and villains. Like they've kind of forgotten. So even if you didn't understand the plot or the time maneuvering and like you know i barely followed what was going on but i still liked it because there was some interesting stuff happening this season it's all just theory and people trying to decide fate and all this stuff and i, I don't know that, that that especially the first season the idea of loops being stuck in your loop like what a great metaphor mm-hmm. and yeah you know, these characters are in this theme part like oh it's such a great setting for these thoughts about life and and structure of our lives and this season's like, yeah, we're controlled by corporations, man. And it's like, it's such a generic metaphor that's just not landing for me whatsoever. Yeah, the emo- the uh, emotion is gone from it. And yeah, they're too too crazy. I, I'm, I'm still invested, but I, they need to straighten up. Straighten yeah, up, Westworld. I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still curious what happens. But this used to be the show you didn't miss. And now it's yeah. like, uh, I guess there's a new Westworld. I'm, uh, right. yeah. I'll get to it. Well, you you guys turned me uh, a couple episodes ago or so. You guys turned me on to uh, Dave on uh, uh, Hulu FXX. <laughs> we I really like, pulled the rug out for one deal um, this last episode. Wow. We weren't sure if it was a cliff show or not. We were kind of on the right. fence on whether it was a cliff show. So oh, we love it. Answer. Okay, okay. I I I, I kind of praised it through text this last ep- the second to penultimate, I know what it means, episode of the season, episode 9 of this first season and after I went crazy, I loved the ending so much. I said I told Nick I was like, "Oh, I forgot." Dave, we don't this have time. episode kind of hits all points like Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about the thing that happened in the middle of the episode, but that ending... Highbrow and lowbrow. When when that episode started... I can't stop. Do it with me. I'm leaving. Have it your way. I know I'm late. But it's okay. No, we don't have time to wait. We're gonna have the best time. Dave, you have to change. You remember when you got all mad because I threw out that flyer? That was not a flyer, I told you. Yes, it was. No, it was. And they were doing the auto tune thing. I was like, I was like, this is amazing. I I was watching, I was like, I love this. Yes, of course, I love you, but we really gotta go right now. Fine, it was fun while it lasted.
they, I know it's scripted, but they make made it feel so organic words. anyway. That was mm-hmm. high and art. Oh my God. I, I just loved it. And I, I was like, that is work? really cool. Yes. That Just okay. them riffing it, and it sounds really cool. Can I use this and on my album as an interlude? Dave. The callback at the end and just how everything had a different meaning when upon replay was just fantastic and his reaction to it yeah you know, i just i was blown away by that well, my yeah. dvr i i i have it recorded an extra couple minutes because most yeah. shows cut off the end so i had watched you know at the beginning i'm like oh this is fun and at the end i'm already feeling kind of emotional and then the show ended and i had already recorded the first few minutes of the episode again yeah so that scene was on again so yeah. i rewatched that opening scene I'm like, oh, you don't know what you have, man. Like, I was already like, <laughs> like it was cool to rewatch it immediately oh, yeah. right after the episode ended. Yeah, because um, I I hadn't watched any of this, and then we got we just kind of binged it um, all last week. Alicia and I did, and at you know at first we were kind of like, eh, what is this show? And I don't know, and it's kind of out there a little bit. This is a weird guy. And, uh, but we kept watching it. And by the third episode, we were like, oh, you know, I think we were both kind of like, yeah, this is, this is great. I love this show. And in that last episode, I had read, you know, cause you had messaged us about episode nine. You just watched it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch this. So we sat down to watch it. I think that night or the next night, I think it was that next night. And, um, I think it caught. Alicia by surprise a little bit, just the whole, t- where, the whole tone of the show where it had been. Cause I think we, I had watched episode eight and she had not. So we watched episode eight and then right mm-hmm. into nine. And she was just like, Oh, she goes, why, why did Seth tell, tell us to watch this? Like, this is <laughs> awful. <laughs> I was like, well, you got to understand that this is he likes that emotional stuff you know he wants some depth to the episode she's like yeah. oh my god this is so sad and i was like i was like yeah it was a pretty yeah. great episode that was great and of course you know the the lowbrow stuff for me was <laughs> i was rolling <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he said i paused it and, and rewound when he said uh oh shoot what did he say I reinvented. Is that what he said? No, no. This yeah, was, was, was like we was like you can't go back, you can't take it back or something. <laughs> so I can't understand. Uh, that oh, it was just so yeah good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but oh. just the, yeah, I, yeah. The, the, the first minute of this show, I'm reminded of our our friend at the Dueling Ogres. Uh, does he not remind anyone else of Brandon from Dueling yeah, Ogres? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a little bit in the looks. I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing yeah, looks, or anything, yeah. but like just the way he talks. Mm, I know yeah. Brandon best from his voice. He's a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Like even the inflection this guy does, he sounds just like Brandon. He, yeah. he the way he makes a joke is the same way Brandon does. So it's, yeah, it's oh, he's of, definitely he has, he's he's got something you know uh, that you want to watch. I mean, he he the biggest twist to the whole thing is the first episode. Like the guy actually can do what his character is mm. supposed to be able to do. And I, I'm like, this is, he's got something and I, it just, he's a, totally watchable. Yeah. I, yeah. I, definitely. I, love I love it. But yeah, and that, I, I don't think we ever even explained this is the, the FX show about it. Dave is an aspiring rapper. Yeah. 
and like white rapper must yeah. be somebody like we've had Justin Bieber, we had a Kardashian. There's a whole bunch of, of yeah. indie rappers who have, who have cameoed. So well, he must it, be in the know. Yeah, it surprised me. Like when I mentioned it to you know my son is 19. When I mentioned you know I was like oh we're watching Dave and he's like who's that? Who's I was like Dave? yeah who's Dave? <laughs> I was Dave. like I was like little Dicky. He's like oh yeah. And like oh, he knew not. all about him, and I was oh, like, "Okay, what? Uh, sure." But, uh, but that to me, beyond the comedy, is the interesting thing of like, is he Dave or is he Little Dicky? And it's and it's navigating that world of trying to make yourself something else, but you know you can't be all things to all people. So there's there's some real depth to it. Yeah, and then just some very silliness and some right, raunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the the. The silliness would get me to watch. The depth is what makes me excited about it. Sure, sure. Um, um, that episode eight, when uh, when when they're grilling out, they're cooking out, mm. and the callback with the table. Yeah, <laughs> we're just slowly sinks. That was oh, great. My that was good. I was like, this is comedy comedy greatness that I'm watching right now. Like that yeah. callback, just I was just like genius yeah that was excellent so funny i was wondering i i did sit there and think who thought of that like who <laughs> they just dragged that out and say what can we do with this um a couple other new things i i've watched that started there's a show on hbo called run with with uh merritt weaver and i was, I was curious Gleason. about that one whether it's worth a go or not uh, i'd wait it's too too early to make a call. So far, it's fine, not blowing me away. But we there it there her the forever husband, uh, Rich Summer is on there. I saw his name in the credits, so I'm like, if, if, if things gonna get me to watch, it's all, all he is is like a voice on the phone. And having spoken to him on the phone, I recognized him right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, that's it's fine so far. It's very, it's I know I've heard that it kind of takes some twists and turns that you don't expect. But so far, I'm not over the moon about it. Uh, the other thing I watched was uh, that Mrs. America with Kate Blanchett. That was the next thing I was going to bring up. I haven't finished it yet. I think we watched, I think we watched two episodes. I they released three. three in the first week. Okay. And then they'll do one a week, I believe. I, I watched the first three. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I, we, I was it's, it's kind of telling a story about the Equal Rights Amendment mm -hmm. Amendment in the seventies, and it's a lot of stuff. I don't know all these details. Oh, no. I mean, I'm sure they're taking some liberties, but it's an interesting pr perspective. She's very like on the Republican anti era yeah side i assume that she'll become enlightened or something along the way but it's i should hope it's, so it's very interesting got a great see. cast yeah oh yeah, yeah very good quality show and i want i got back to the show kidding the showtime show with jim carrey yeah uh the second season came out a while ago i had them all in my dvr but hey i'm getting this stuff i haven't got to yeah, well, did we have a Showtime drop we were supposed to play there? I got all show the Showtime shows. <laughs> um, the first season, this is Jim Carrey. He is a Mr. Rogers-type children's entertainer. He has a land of make-believe with, with, with all these, these puppets. 
Um, and he's the most wholesome person you've ever met. He tries to live his life loving everyone and being friends with everyone, but his life has taken some bad turns and he's still trying to be that optimistic guy, but there's just these things inside of like, why is this not working? And he's had a lot of tragedy and heartbreak. So it's, it's a comedy. It's just a half hour, but there's, again, it's another one of those shows with a lot of depth and drama too. And the first season was decent. I liked it. I, I was curious what happened in the second one. The second season got really, really good. Um, okay. It was very strong. Um, his sister is Catherine Keener. His dad, Frank Langella. Amazing performances. Uh, Judy Greer is his ex-wife. And she's normally a comedian, but she has some really strong dramatic parts. And there's an episode. Uh, this is the show. It's executive, executive produced by Michelle Gondry. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, and, yep. and those kind of movies. So he, one of the two he directed this year, it was just an episode of his show. So it was an episode of of Pickle Barrel Falls, you know, where the he, hey kids, welcome. And I, re I remember Glow did that once, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this show nailed it so hard because he's he's estranged from his wife. They're separated, but they haven't officially divorced yet. So the whole season is him coming to terms with like, we're going to get divorced and it's okay. We're, we're our own separate people. And, and he, he, he's started to kind of say stuff on a show that people are like, you shouldn't say that in front of kids, but he thinks kids should know the truth. So this, it's a half hour of his puppet time show where he's explaining divorce and he's waiting for his wife to come with these magical papers that'll send us on new adventures. And it's like, uh, some of the puppets, like their houses break and fall down. It's like, well, get the glue. We need to fix it. And the idea, he's like, you know, sometimes glue doesn't hold. Sometimes glue's not enough. And it's like, this episode wrecked me. Yeah. And then one of the characters, his name's uh, Hopscotch. He is a giant Sasquatch puppet, but all you ever see is his feet. So he's like, you know, 50 feet tall. You just see his feet. Voiced by Dick Van Dyke comes out and sings a song. Dick Van Dyke sings a song about heartbreak. I was a sad and lonely Sasquatch. I had no home, nowhere to be. You took me in and then you changed that. You built a place for me. You hung the sky that I could stand in. You dreamed the canyon tree by tree. You built a place that makes me happy. You built a place for me. I was I was like, all right, this show already has. All. Yeah, right there, it, it went completely over the top. So, I just from out of nowhere, this show rocketed up my appreciation list. So, uh, A plus for for kidding season two. Thank you, friend. Home is a place where people matter. Home is a place for family. You built my home, and that's what matters. You built a place for me. I, I watched a I watched a tweet, um, a video of a uh, tweet post or Twitter post. Jeez, late. <laughs> Get this. Cut all that out. I oh, my Lord. Too. Um, What's uh, the tweet, just, Twitter post, Pitterper. Yeah. Barrel, barrel. 
Dick of Dick Van Dyke uh, singing to a, a cat the other day. I watched it like five times. <laughs> I was just like, this is wonderful. He's beautiful. So, anything else? I uh, just want to mention one last thing. Uh, watching uh, Superstore this week, a commercial comes on for a new episode of Parks and Rec. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Depending on when this episode gets edited, it might have already uh, come out by now. But uh, shock the world! They're, they they're uh, for the you know a doing a fundraiser for COVID nineteen relief. The whole cast, uh, the, the the executive producer said he 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 had the idea, emailed him, and said everyone got back to him within forty five minutes. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. So they're recording it, you know, from their homes. I'm sure it'll be through Zoom or Skype or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Everyone's reprising their roles. It's set during the pandemic. You know, the show, if you watch the show, it got skipped into the future. So mm. this is set during today. And it's Leslie determined, you know, she's worried about her friends during the pandemic. So it's 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 a show about the pandemic. So it's it's Leslie Nope, you know, trying to take charge. Yeah, I'm psyched. <laughs> Hero we this. need right now, Leslie Nope. I'm I'm ready for this. I think it's on the 30th, or I believe. So yeah, I'm Thursday, April 30th at 8:30, NBC. Yeah, I will be tuned in. Jordan, did you watch uh, Conan's uh, interview with Lynn Manuel Miranda the other day? Yes. Where, yes, I did. Uh, where, where Conan got him to uh, to to just write a song um, yeah. right there on the spot, and he's like, Lynn Manuel was like, so Conan, what you? tell me what you did today. What was interesting? What was fun? And he's like, I, I don't know. I, you know, talk to my kids. And, and so basically he wrote a song, Lin-Manuel did and played it just, you know, just riffed it right off there called okay. Boomer. And I just thought, man, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Conan's definitely been one of the better talk show. Yeah. You know, performances of this moment doing interesting things he got that guy that uh that jordan schlansky mm-hmm. the producer who always likes to torment he got him one of those remote things you leave in your house when you're like when you're away to talk to your dog yeah he treats at you at them. so he can like jordan i need this in your house at all times so i can keep track of you and you can get you know you can <laughs> i can talk to you and and keep track of you yeah. Last thing I have is uh, still watching Survivor. It's great. One, uh, one, an all-time episode happened this past week where one a player that should not be being overlooked had like an all-time performance. Just did everything right. Even had obstacles thrown at him. People tried to really mess up his game, and he pulled off things that were just unbelievable. I think he's going to get voted out because he just had such a great showing, but was awesome if you're a fan of Tony from Kageyam. And the last thing is the Michael Jordan documentary that they're putting out a couple every week for the next few weeks. I think there's like going to be 10 episodes, but they had the first two episodes uh, last Sunday and it should be every Sunday, a couple more just telling all framed around. It's called the last dance all framed around the last season that the group was together for their final championship. And in, in 97, I believe. And it was just, it's all frame rather, but it goes back through the his, you know, the history of Michael Jordan and the Bulls and hot take. Like, what I hated those teams, those times, teams, the, teams, the Bulls. Oh. 
I did, oh. I'm not a Jordan fan at all. Yeah. Where do you stand uh, on Scotty Pippen? Same. I, I didn't like any of those guys. Well, and then I don't watch this. <laughs> I'm not. But the rest of the world was into it. Like, did even you if like you were Jordan? A, he's amazing. He's, yeah. I don't, I, he's cocky, but he's great. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls. I like the Celtics. I like the Lakers. All that back then when they were well, those teams, I loved them. Yeah, the Celtics and Lakers were great in the 80s. That's That was what I cut my teeth on in NBA basketball. I love those Showtime Lakers teams. Magic but to Johnson. Watch the, to watch this and a young Jordan coming in and playing against them and playing against his own management, you know, that didn't want him to make the playoffs and, you know, all that limiting his minutes so they wouldn't and him still finding a way and things are just phenomenal. It's a great story to watch. Um, all you know, all but, I'll say is uh, he never won anything until all those teams were past their prime. The Celtics, the later Lakers, the Pistons. Uh, he, he barely got by. Take and Cliff brought it tonight. He, he barely got by, by the Cavaliers a couple times. Yeah. And I watched a little bit. I caught amazing. some of the second episode. That was it was like the injury in the second year. Yeah, him coming back from that. It was interesting. And like yeah, you said that footage of him just slicing through defenses and the ball ro- rolling off his fingertips. Like it's it's pretty. No, no matter what you think of him, his, his play was pretty. But I've, I've heard like he he is one of like the producers of this or his company. So it's not an objective look at warts and all. You know Chicago. It's like it's going to paint him in the best possible way. Oh yeah. Oh, so they're not going to mention him betting on basketball and why he had to yeah, leave and go play baseball. Yeah, and somebody was joking. I forget which. I was a uh, that Jesus and Mario show on Showtime. You should check it out. Yeah, that's a good show. It, it's great. Never heard of it. Um, but they were showing the clip from it of him talking about you know they were called the Cocaine Cowboys or whatever. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I walked into a room and I you know I'd never seen anything like that before. It's like. Really, Michael, you didn't partake in any of the excesses. So, it, yeah, it's gonna paint him as the saint, and the you know the the marketable yeah. guy Haynes underwear can still hire me. They're not yeah. gonna. Just, there's not gonna be any dirt. But he, I will say, he has a lot. He gives a lot of credit to other people too. Like he has a lot of love for the people on his team and stuff. So I, I like what he had to say about Scotty, and I like that they were showing the things that Scott. Scotty had to go through and how low paid he was. And, you know, it's just, you're right. It's not going to be, it's not an expose. This is a, you know, a feel good story of how management was terrible and, you know, made this team be finished. What good's a documentary if it doesn't make you want to curl up into a ball? (laughs) Exactly. I, I, I'm sorry I wasn't able to finish it off with the trifecta of, you know, sad, hard-nosed documentaries here. Uh, I don't know if that's the way you would explain. I don't know if that's how you'd explain the food. No. (laughs) That's how I heard it. Uh, All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you're staying safe out there. We hope you're following all the guidelines. Keep a distance. Wear a mask. Be cool to each other. Be patient. Drink your bleach. Stick your flashlight up your butt. Whatever it takes. <laughs> no, we're gonna have to come out and put it like a, a, an asterisk. Like, 
Nope, <laughs> they'll not recommend. They'll be dead already. <laughs> All right, so let us know what house you want to live in. Yeah. Yes. Come hang out with me and Jesse and Papitas and Corbin. <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't know about my house. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I don't know. When I saw your house, Cliff, I was like, we're in big trouble. Yeah. You had all, you had all the people. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone out there for listening. We will catch you shortly. Once again, my name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. Where's the music? Yeah. Oh, running out of time. We will end in 10 minutes. Hey, yeah. take that, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, keep that. We're not giving you any more shout-outs if you're not giving us three minutes. Yeah. Yeah.